Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Enlighten Me podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and you are listening to episode 100 of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to have you here. And this is a very special episode. Obviously, it's the 100th. It's not going to be like normal because I have a recurring guest back on the show with me today. He's one of very few guests who have been on the show multiple times. So give it up for my husband, Justin Neely. Justin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mrs. Heartfelt Hippie. It is good to be back with you. I'm sure it was by popular demand, all of your listeners saying, hey, bring back on uh, the heartfelt hubby. We got to hear his wisdom, and uh, I'm just so happy to give it to you. Any <laughs> <laughs> other sound effects you want to add? <laughs> you could hear it because it was under the table. The table masked it. All right. We've had to do quite a bit of editing already. Uh, one minute in because Justin cannot not talk with his hands. But yes, back by popular demand is Justin. I am not going to go on record and say that you're the most requested guest on the show, but I will say that you are the guest that makes me laugh the most. So I think that's worthy of being on my 100th episode. So that being said, let's dive on in. I just want to say, yeah, take that, Amy. <laughs> Amy's only been on the show once. Why well, are you coming after her? You referenced the way she makes you laugh, oh, and you're giving me the title. She is funny. She's very funny. All right. Well, to start things off with a bang, we are going to do a Justin Neely original icebreaker, which if you know Justin, he is the king of icebreakers. He works in youth ministry, so he has to be. And we are playing this game with a baseball, which is going to get physical for a podcast. But um, do you want to explain? <laughs> I don't mean that in any kind of way other than what I meant, okay? Do you want to explain how the game works? Yeah, it's called the baseball question game. And I'm holding in my hand that which you can't see, a baseball. And on it is numbers 1 through 10. Uh, kind of periodically placed here and you basically just toss the ball up to someone in the circle uh, normally or in our case the person right next to you, the only <laughs> other person in the room and they catch it and whatever number their pointer finger is closest to that corresponds with a question that they must answer again one through ten okay great so I'm going to throw it to you first so I want you to go stand up right over there oh you want me to Leave, okay? Yeah, I'm actually going to throw it. It's been fun, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we'll see how good this this goes. All right, ready? Pointer finger is closest to number two. All right, number two. Wow, you are just destined for this question. Who is your hero and why? Uh, my hero is my granddad. Uh, he is who first instilled in me a passion for sports, and he was just a great model as a husband and a father and a grandfather, and uh, he was just so supportive of everything that I did, and yeah, it was just a huge encouragement in my life and really helped to shape who I am today. That's great, and you did it without crying. 
So, well done. <laughs> well, they can't see my tears. <laughs> the microphone. All right, now you get to throw it to me. Do I have to go back up or no, do you I'll get... Go. Okay, all right. Finally, she's gone. The Heartfelt Hubby podcast episode one begins. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, one-handed. Wait, so it's where my pointer finger is? Mm-hmm. Number six. <laughs> what would be your go-to karaoke song? I have two. Whoa. And I know them both very well. My first one would be Shoop by Salt and Peppa. And <laughs> come on and shoot, baby, shoot. Yep. And my second one is Nothing But a G Thing by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. That one is uh, much more inappropriate, though, so it really depends on the setting. And I also really like, on a very different note, December 1964. Is that right? No, 63. 1963 by uh, The Four Seasons <laughs> for a much different vibe. <laughs> You had many of our listeners until then, but it does speak volumes of uh, your interests. Could you uh, educate the listeners on what exactly shoop means, if it's a little bit more family-friendly? I don't think it's family-friendly. Oh, okay. I think it's an innuendo. Okay, I was going to say, it seems like (laughs) both of them are inappropriate, one of which is just not as... uh, blatant with that well what you want to do what you want to do i want to shoot baby shoot baby yeah but it's not explicit okay all right like nothing but a g thing explicit and that's how we parent if it's not explicit (laughs) then let it slide you know i mean i would play that song in front of my kids without guilt uh to what age are you saying just (laughs) anytime all right all right well Apparently, shoop is in no way offensive to anybody. So I didn't say it wasn't offensive. All right, we're getting off topic, so lock in here. So that's it for the warm-ups. Now we're going to move on to really why we're here today, and that's to talk about all good things. And as you may have guessed by the episode and the dot, dot, dot afterwards, that ends with come to an end, right? And so part of celebrating 100 episodes is also announcing that there are some changes coming to the podcast and it's not all meaning that everything's ending right now i'm not coming to a hard stop this isn't my last episode necessarily although it might be i i just don't know uh really what that means is that this is coming to an end of an organized weekly show I am taking a step back, taking a break, on pause, whatever you want to call it, and the future is very open-ended for me. And so um, we're going to talk more about that today and kind of how I arrived at that conclusion for the show and what's next for us and just what's been going on because maybe if you're a really dedicated listener, you've noticed that things have been slightly less organized and on the ball as of late and that was maybe some foreshadowing into the future of the show but uh but yeah so we're just going to talk about what's been going on lately so uh justin do you want to give kind of a general update into our lives and what they've looked like the past few months what we've been doing as of late uh, it's been a lot of travel certainly a lot of work mixed into that you stepping into a new role with our ministry and seeing those hours increase with time, 
and in the midst of trying to create some routine and schedule, we've had different trips, and so it's been somewhat difficult to create some consistency and some regular rhythms to our lives, and it just so happened that one of those travel trips just in in fact opened us up to uh, kind of what we feared, and that uh, was the Rona. And uh, so we had a couple weeks stretch and really still in some ways time of healing and recovering from that. Uh, that was no joke. And uh, now it kind of feels like we're starting to settle in to some rhythms just in time for another trip for you. Yeah, back to back trips. I feel like I've been traveling every weekend since I can remember. Uh, lots of friends getting married, which is exciting, but also requires a lot. And fun things, family trips, birthday trips, all good things uh, to play off the show title right now. But all good and fun things, but it has been a lot. And like you said, also starting a new job. And if you notice, you know that Justin works in ministry and I have worked for him unofficially for many, many years, just helping him out. And now that's in a more official capacity, the opportunity kind of presented itself and it just seemed right for our family. And so I am working for him part-time. He with is my them. boss. With you them. are my boss. And a lot of married people listening are saying, how in the world do they do that? And it's not easy, but it has its ups and it has its downs for sure. Like last night when you tried to offer me a job critique in the middle of doing laundry and dishes. And I was like, this is not the time or the place, supervisor. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that one. <laughs> yeah. So we have to create our boundaries for ourselves, but it's been going really well, but there's just a lot to do. I mean, I feel like on one hand, I'm like, I don't get how I ever worked full time and had kids because that was just a lot. And I also feel like, yeah, there's just a lot of work to do. Um, I'm only working 20 hours a week, but it's just amazing how quickly that goes by. And yeah, so just to kind of balance a job, being a mom, being a wife, running our household, doing fun things, spending time with people that we love, prioritizing things like small group and time with friends and all the above. The podcast is just kind of losing its place in the priority list, I would say. Even though I love it and I've always been passionate about it, it's gotten to the point where it's just really exhausting. And, you know, in true Enneagram 7 fashion, I'm only in it for the fun things. So the minute that something isn't fun anymore, I'm not as interested. And that's what I've always said with the podcast is I'll do it as long as it's fun. And it's kind of been losing its luster in that sense lately just because of all the other responsibilities that I have. But I still feel like it's very important and so I want to keep it up. I want to keep it available for people to listen to and like I said I'm not closing a hard door on it because I might want to come back to it maybe once a month or something like that but I just need a, a little break because I'm a seven, and I don't like to finish things, so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> well, and I think there's also something called, like, emotional capacity or yeah. margin, and, you know, this girl is so passionate about so many things, and there's only so many hours in the day, and so 
you know, seeing you dedicate yourself and being the mom you want to be and coming alongside of this ministry in the ways that you were equally passionate about seeing it grow and thrive. Yeah, there's just so many things that you can try to wrap your heart around and and you're the type of person that if you're in, you're all in. And so it, it's pained me to see, you know, this struggle with wanting so badly to balance it all and yet not being able to as effectively as you'd like. So I'm, I'm anxious for you to be freed up to do what you're most passionate about, but within reason mm-hmm. and creating some margin and some space in your life for you and to kind of exhale and to be filled up as much mm-hmm. as you're pouring out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so on a more fun note, I wanted to ask you, just maybe in case anybody's curious who's listening, what it has been like the past four years to be married to someone who's doing a podcast on the side, who has a side hustle, and yeah, maybe just a behind-the-scenes look into this podcast, because I think when you listen to it, it sounds very professional. Like, you would think I had a studio and a million-dollar contract, but alas, I do not. <laughs> if only they could see your recording setup right now. If it There's wasn't... a, a dangling headphone... <laughs> over uh, a light fixture right now that we are awkwardly speaking into so well if it wasn't a sign that it was time for the podcast to end anyways i also lost my microphone and i can't find it anywhere so that might be a sign we're using times. a broken headphone right now <laughs> yep yep yeah i would say that you talk about it being a side hustle but you know it just really doesn't feel like it's oftentimes on the side i mean it's something you have to put in the forefront often and mm-hmm. what in turn happens is is every day you hustling okay. uh whether it's as a parent or <laughs> your work roles or the podcast or you know, just trying to keep your head above water. And so there has literally been zero free time, seemingly, for mm-hmm. you. That's been pretty obvious. There's been lack of sleep. Oh, yeah. um, there's been many a night where I've come into our room and the only light you see in the darkness is the lit up screen on your face as you're editing till the wee hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you've... <laughs> Uh, a reoccurring theme is seeing you hold babies or do some sort of multitasking <laughs> while interviewing. And I, I'm over here trying to keep children from barging in the room as you've barricaded yourself in an attempt to be able to uh, conduct an interview in what could somewhat feel like a professional manner. Um <laughs> And then I think the greatest signature is you uh, hold up in a closet uh, <laughs> what you know many would think is you just talking to yourself in there as you actually recording intros and outros. The for... best audio is with all the clothes surrounding you. <laughs> and that's literally you sitting on the floor in the closet uh, recording. So yeah, that has been um, really the behind the scenes is just a lot of ridiculousness, but you being passionate about your craft and wanting to give it your all and regardless of the means or the amount of time or opportunity uh, you've you've done everything you can to make it something special and really feel like you've achieved that well thanks yeah I feel like it's uh it was something where I obviously wasn't gonna let it interfere with 
my full-time job when I was working full-time or get in front of my family or anything like that, but I also am not the type to say, I'm going to release a weekly podcast on Thursdays and then every week have it be late. Like there have definitely been moments where I haven't met a deadline and maybe that was a choice of just sacrifice. Wait, wait, you're okay with not being late? Is that what I'm hearing (laughs) from you? Because it seems contrary to most of your everyday rhythms. I'm okay with not being late. Wait, what am I saying? I'm okay... What? What I'm hearing <laughs> is that in everything else you could be late, but as it pertains <laughs> to the podcast, you're going to draw a hard line there. When it comes to actual physical destinations and arriving to a mm, geographic mm. location, I'm fine with being late. <laughs> but if it's the floor of the closet, she's going to be right on time. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wow. Or is this entire episode going to be innuendos? Because is that how we want to go out? This is going to be explicit. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Podcast listeners, be warned. Uh, Yes, I'm late almost everywhere. But with the podcast, what's great about podcasting is I. I have to release it on Thursday. It doesn't have to be at a certain time. So I have a 24-hour window to get that thing out there. So, But usually because I'm a mom and I work, it was having to be in the wee hours of the morning because that's the only time when nobody be bugging me. Mm -hmm, Including myself. So (laughs) I'm glad that I could help you out by going to sleep at a reasonable hour. But you, however, have not most Thursday evenings, that's for sure. Wednesday evenings, technically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you still don't know after four years. You don't even know when the podcast drops, do you? Uh, don't <laughs> act like you have it posted at eleven fifty nine on a Thursday night. <laughs> uh, maybe once or twice. All right, moving right along. I also wanted to ask you what have been over the four years some standout episodes. I feel like in year in review conversations we've talked about like okay what was your favorite episode from the year but in summary over all of them the past 99 episodes what just sticks out to you in your mind if you had to pick some and I say this knowing that while I like to think you're my biggest fan you haven't listened to every single episode right well, not in all in normal mode. Uh, I dropped the, the two times on some of those, <laughs> uh, which again, your intro song is arguably even that much better of a jingle on the two times <laughs> mode. It really gets you going. Well, I'll let Pat Baker know because maybe that was what was holding him back in the 80s from getting that record deal. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. If you would have dropped that beat, the game would have changed. Uh, yeah, it was fun looking back at episodes and kind of, you know, thinking back through times when I was listening to them and how it hit me and, and just fun, you know, thinking through the different guests that you had and, you know, all unique personalities and people from all walks of life and, I literally looked back to episode one and went from there. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I'll go ahead and note episode one as being arguably one of, if not the most striking, not just because Jess is awesome. Shout out Jess. Uh, but that was me being able to like see the dream become reality. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, as much as we talked about your vision for this podcast, what it could and should look like, to actually hear that play out and hear that example of it was just honestly in so many ways, like, awe-inspiring. Um, and this is where I'll get into, like, bragging mode. So stay humble, all right? Keep it. Uh, okay. Keep Sit it. down. <laughs> stay humble. But it was it was awesome to see, like, man, this is... Um, not just something that's cool because you're doing it, but it's something that's cool because it has value and significance and really can make an impact. And uh, so, yeah, that episode was on water conservation. And, I mean, it was just so eye-opening in so many different ways and really gave me, as someone completely naive to all things, water conservation and the value of it and what I could do to be a part of the solution not just the problem, um, but it, it, it was engaging, it was fun, it was, uh, you know, informative, and it just helped me to realize, like, wow, this is uh, something that can be really special and something that people need to have as far as, you know, ways to be educated in key topics that allow all of us to be a part of solutions and not just problems. Great. Okay, so episode one. I'm just going to stop there. Yeah, uh, it was just a mic drop for me, and I haven't listened to an episode since, so I hope it's been going well. Um, Thank you. Uh, perspective with disability. That episode, uh, certainly, I'm a little biased toward yeah, because my say. guy, Ryan Nicewender, was on that, but um, it was one of those that you brought. Ryan, shout out to Ryan, yeah, one of shout our BFFs. Out to the homie, what's up, boy? Just won a gold medal in Tokyo. You know, no big deal, just flaunting that 24 carat. But uh, it was cool that you were able to bring back that episode um, at a time that was relevant as well. And uh, I just love my guy, and I love the way he so boldly and confidently points to the fact that, like, what people see as a disability. He sees as something that God has uniquely blessed him with to be used for his glory. And he's just impacting so many lives as a result of that. And, and uh, yeah, just so inspiring. And, I mean, there's inspiration after inspiration throughout so many of these episodes. You know, I think to, to my guy, Chris Singleton, his story is absolutely uh, awe-inspiring to see, you know, just the deep hurt and grief of what he dealt with and the loss of his mom. And yet to come out of that with such a story of grace and forgiveness and hope and pointing people, even your enemies, people that have wronged you, pointing them to to come out of that with such a story of grace and forgiveness and hope talking about a story of, of loving your neighbors and even those who've wronged you. I mean, a guy who has dealt with so much adversity in his life to see the ways that he's using that for good uh, is just incredible. And You're I'm, just picking all your friends. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I don't even know our girl Raquel. Oh, Raquel. Uh, and Raquel had me literally crying while washing dishes not really? long ago. Really? Why? Uh it just really hit me, you know, all that she'd been through uh-huh. and yet the ways that she'd, you know, seen beauty come from those ashes and just her, her, her positive attitude yeah. and the fact that the girl literally had to walk through, I, I wanted to say giving up her child for adoption. Yeah. That's not the proper terminology. What, it, what do I say? Placing her child for Placing adoption. her child for adoption. How incredibly difficult that 
would be, and yet now to see this story of redemption where she and her daughter have a great relationship and her daughter's adopted parents, you know, they have this connection with and she's been able to, you know, meet this incredible guy and, and, you know, have children. And and now she herself has adopted a child. And, you know, to me, it just pointed me to the fact that like so many things that we deal with in this life that feel like they overwhelm us or, or things beyond repair that beauty can come from that. It can be a story of hope in the midst of hopelessness. It was just something that really inspired me in that moment. So inspiration was a, a recurring theme, yeah. but there was also just like so much tangible stuff of like fast fashion. I have not thought once about the materials made uh, that make up my clothing and the fact that you know, so much of that is literally just toxic and not good and mass produced and mass produced by ugly means. And here I'm just thinking, oh, I'm excited about my next free t-shirt that I'm going to wear for a day or two. And yet you don't really understand the repercussions of that. And ultimately what goes on behind the scenes with so much of that. So was I opening from that standpoint? Was I opening to talk about just continuing to be inspired by people like Rachel George talking about grieving with intention, all that she dealt with, things that we could relate to even personally in some unique ways and her being able to persevere through that, hold on to hope. But yeah, also the very tangible things of just like, well, there is an MLM dilemma and you know, I don't just love our girl, Bethany Heasley, mm-hmm. um, but the fact that so many people are being impacted by these MLMs in a negative way and being roped in, feeling like they're going to be making additional income or having significance and yet being used and abused in so many ways was just really thought-provoking. The Enneagram conversation you had with Jess you know, you and I had already been talking about Enneagrams in different ways um, and that, it, you know, it could be good for us to understand fully who we are and our numbers, even though I'm reluctant to say I'm defined by a number, but there is a lot of um, insight that can be had in understanding how we operate or how we tend to operate in our Enneagram numbers it gives us the chance to really better understand one another, how you know we need to receive love, how we need to be spoken into and encouraged and uplifted, and um, j- just us being able to better know each other at a heart level through uh, Enneagrams. I just thought that was an eye-opening conversation. But well, I don't mean to cut you off because, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that and- so many of them impacted you, but... Your list is very long. I'm surprised. It is. And yeah, there's some bias and some guests, but I I, I felt like even the bias I had going in with those guests just kind of added to what was the shock value of like, wow, these are incredible conversations that need to be had and that people need to hear. Um, Not just us who know these people or us who you know, feel like maybe these are relevant topics, but really all listeners to 
have a deeper understanding of what it looks like to to use the recur recurring theme I shared to really be a part of solutions as opposed to just being a part of problems. Yeah. Well, and I I feel like even though I'm the one that asked this question, I've never liked this question because it's so hard to pick. And there are so many episodes where I would be recording and I would say, my new favorite episode or whatever. And it and I didn't mean to overuse that phrase, but it was true. Like it was like every episode I did, I felt like really had an impact on me, whether it was how I thought of the world or physical actions I was taking or was going to stop taking or whatever it was. Like they all really impacted me. And so I kind of hate this question because I feel like there are so many things that get left out that are just as important and like even the list that you just gave was I, I couldn't agree more with everything that you said but then I'm like oh and the vaccine conversation with Kenan like that one was really impactful for me or the the conversation about toxin-free living the conversation about conflict-free diamonds oh, what those, about five things learned about racism Janelle. With Janelle, yes, that was a great conversation. One that you didn't have on your list that really impacted me was immigration with mm -hmm. Sarah. That was such a good conversation. That one really opened my eyes. And that's like one of those ones that I'm like, every single person in the U.S. needs to hear this one. Like, and then tell me what you think about immigration. Like, there are just so many good ones and it's so hard to pick. Like, and so... If you haven't listened to any, make sure you go back and listen to all of them because they're all good. And I feel like that, it, and that's not to say that I'm a great podcaster. Like, obviously, I really appreciate your praise, but it's the guests who make the show. And that's what's been so cool about doing this is not that like, wow, I'm really good at podcasting. Like, I could be a radio host or something. That that has never been once what I thought but it's the guests that I have on that really make all the difference and they're just they're so amazing and I'm so forever grateful like I feel like I'm indebted to these people who came on the show for free of charge like didn't charge me a motivational speaking fee when they easily could have came on the show just to share with me and to share with everyone listening and to really just educate us on how we can live better because yeah, it, the show wouldn't have been what it has been without them. And yeah, I'm just forever grateful for all the people that came on the show. And obviously some of them are my friends and those conversations were super fun. Like I love my conversation with Bethany and with my sister-in-law Kate and with Amy and Janelle, like all those people who I had on the show that were my friends. That was super fun. But then I also got to make friends with people and there are some people coming away from this journey who I'm like, I've never met you in person, but maybe someday, God willing, I will. And I feel like you're just like, uh, like our heartstrings are tied together. And I love that. Like Gabby, I feel like she's my friend, even though we live in two different countries. Yeah, she's an Aussie. <laughs> she's an Aussie. But we both said like, okay, next time you're in the US or whenever you find yourself in Australia, like we're meeting up somehow because I just feel like she's a friend and like Raquel, she's someone who I'm always going to admire as a mom, like who I'm going to follow along with her journey and just take notes because I think she's really amazing and I hope someday we can meet in person and there's plenty of people like that on the show who've really impacted me and who, yeah, I feel like 
we're just connected now because of this. So that's another really cool aspect that I'm grateful for. Um, yeah, I feel like what you all shared, whether it was friend, old friend, new friend, was this common bond of people with a heart to see a better world and a better us. And I felt like the topics that you hit on have been so relevant to that very goal and purpose. And uh, that's where, whether you heard them, you know, episode one when it first came out or, you know, God willing, 20 years from now when you tune into an episode and maybe you're listening to this, maybe Baker in college, you're listening to this <laughs> right as we speak. Uh, it's it's still relevant because these are topics that hit home and ha- hold the opportunity for all of us to be a part of what is a better world, mm-hmm. and um, really being a part of that. And uh, and so yeah, I'm just always going to be encouraged by what has been great conversations from awesome people, but all pointing to what is a goodness and value and an impact that can be long lasting in our world mm-hmm. well are you wanting to shout out the emms because uh first of all i'm sure you would want to give me personal credit for those because you took some advice that i shared that it'd be good to mix things up and go with some quick clear concise that was you uh, conversations that I'm center sure around that important topics. Kate's my true number one podcast. Oh my land. <laughs> well, Kate, could we have co-credit for the EMMs? But hitting on some topics like sun protection, phone radiation, phone addiction, removing your shoes, enjoying pregnancy. I enjoyed that one. It was good to kind of hear you talk to the microphone and others and not just me about kind of the joys and struggles of pregnancy. Uh, You did what you do as the hostess with the mostess, and you gave some tips on enjoying Charleston, which for those of you who don't know, you got the EMM on Charleston available to you, but this girl literally has an entire giant PDF document uh, (laughs) that describes all things Charleston for you to be able to enjoy. And so all that to say, come visit us sometime. (laughs) We would love to have you. Uh, But the EMMs were awesome. I felt like they mixed things up every now and again, just kept things fun, short, sweet, informative, like awesome conversations. However, I will note publicly that one of which in particular uh, was offensive to me. And that was the EMM titled, Put the Lid Down, Please. (laughs) Now I know you added the please to show some kindness, but all of your listeners, who are you kidding? They all know that this was a direct attack on me personally (laughs) as the person who most frequently shares the toilet with you. And yeah, there's some times where I struggle putting the lid down, okay? So like soon. every time? But for you to bring a conviction to me as if I am, in fact, tainting everything within a 10-foot radius of the toilet, it just really hit home. And I lost some sleep over that. Yeah, I, I saw the value in it. And I am going to strive to regularly put the toilet seat down. But it just felt like a personal attack. And so it's been hard for me to get over. Okay, when are you planning on striving for this goal? Because literally today, there were two different times that I walked into a bathroom, and not only was the lid up, but the water was not clear. We'll just say that. Okay, oh, so when are when are you going to strive? Okay, that was strategic, 
and intentional. Okay, I knew that I wasn't going to be too long uh, with the amount of hydration. That I okay, was... but shut the lid in between. Like, honestly, it's fine if you let it mellow, but at least shut the lid so we don't all have to look at it. just felt like it was still going to be warm anyways when I came back, so there was no need to that's, shut the lid. That's but... gross. That's gross. But now I know, thanks to that EMM, so thank you. You're saying that like it came out today. That came out a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> okay, but the reminder still holds true even 20 years from now, and that goes back to our point. Well, I think the EMMs point to one of the... While they were fun, and I felt like I was able to do my thing with them, I feel like they point to one of the reasons why I'm stepping away, and that's that... I, as I, I was talking with my friend Ashley about this over the summer, um, Ashley is an artist and has like, I guess you would call a side hustle business doing artist things. And she and I were both talking about it and we were like, I love the work and I hate the grind. Like if that makes sense. Like I love the actual podcasting. Like I love sitting down and talking with people and I don't mind the editing and I like putting good content out there for people to listen to, but I hate the, oh, you have to post on social media every day if you want people to hear your show and you have to make sure your website looks really beautiful and is super easy to find and you have to follow these algorithms to make sure this and that and a million other things that I don't even fully understand. Like I, I do not like that part at all. And when I started this journey, I didn't even have social media. So I started social media just for this purpose. And I've grown to enjoy it more. Like I've been able to learn a lot on Instagram and I've made friends on there and I've learned a lot on there and I'm going to keep it. But I just, yeah, I just, that's just not the way I want to live my life. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I just don't like when I'm doing things and I'm like, oh, I should post this to my Instagram stories. Like it's just, that just stresses me out personally. And so I, yeah, I feel like that's one major reason that I'm taking a step back is because I, I've never been someone who's like great at technology. And I don't mean to sound like a boomer who's like, I'm just not good at technology. Like that's not what I mean. I've just never been into it. Like I've never been an early adopter of technology. I'm the person like even recently you were like, oh, we can all get phone upgrades. You, me and my mom and you and my mom were like, let's do it. And I was like, Nah, I'm good. I just don't. I just don't care to like mess with new technology. Honestly, as she spins her rotary phone. <laughs> I mean, I have an iPhone. I oh, just okay. feel like mine's good enough. Like I just don't need a new one. It's just uh, it's too much for me. So I just have never really been into that. And I feel like I, when I started, I was like, I can learn this. I can get into it, and I did. But I never. It was never fun. And I'm an Enneagram 7. I want the fun. And so I was like, yeah, I I just feel like it just sucks the life out of me. It does not bring me anything to be posting on Instagram every day. And I tried it for years and I feel like I still never really figured it out or got great at it. So I'm like, this stuff is for the birds. I mean, there's people who are gifted at that and I'm not one of them. So that's one reason why I'm taking a step back is I just, I just, yeah, like I said, I like the I like the heart of what I do. I hate the grind that goes along with mm-hmm. it, and that's required for 
small business owners in this day and age, and especially people in the media. Yeah, homegirl just wants to do good. Uh, yeah. Cut the fluff, do good, and uh, I assure you that's what you're going to continue to do. And and uh, I wish you guys could see the heartfelt hippie behind the scenes, not just embracing the, the grind, the side hustle that is presenting this podcast, but the way that she takes on being a wife and a mom, all things that she is is equally, if not even more so, passionate about. Um, she just puts her whole self into it, and there's only so much of yourself that you can give. And so mm-hmm. I've seen that strain to want to do it all, knowing that it's all good, but ultimately there's only so much that you can like fully put all of you into. So I'm excited to see you be able to fully embrace being that mom, being that wife you want to be, having the impact in ministry that you know gets called you to, and yet still doing good, not just in the conversations that are you know, recorded and presented for the world to hear, but in the conversations that you have with the person in the grocery store or the new friend that you meet or, you know, I just feel like this isn't just like heartfelt hippie mode when it comes to presenting a podcast. Like you are constantly fighting for good. That's who you are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he couldn't make it without crying. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's something you're never going to you know, table or stop doing or uh, put to the side. Like you're always going to be fighting for good. And that's part of what I love most about you. All right, we have to go because I have to wipe Justin's tears. So hold on. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Well, thank you. That's very sweet of you. And and I will say, too, that, like, as we talk about this, it gets me all fired up again. Like, I'm like, no, nah, I, sh- I should keep going with this. And so that's why I'm not fully committed to being like, the podcast is over. Like, I'm not for sure saying that. Like, who knows? I might find a topic or find a guest that I really want to talk to and in a couple months be like, hey, episode 101 here we go like I'm not shutting the door yet I'm giving it some time but yeah I feel like I also want to put my money where my mouth is and I want to I don't just want to talk about these things and tell other people how to live their lives like I want to do it too and so I want to create space to be the mom I want to be the worker that I want to be and then you know put my free time into things like volunteering or doing something about immigration or I don't know who knows? We'll see. Only God knows. But or seeing to it that I uh, close the toilet seat lid. It's one of my biggest passions in life. <laughs> I will get through to you. <laughs> uh, very true. Remember, I'm the same person that embraced recently uh, boudet. Boudet. That's what I said. <laughs> and... Or a bouteille. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, months later, uh, it still feels like it sneaks up on me, and uh, I'm a little weirded out by it. You never get used to it. It's quite shocking. But I embraced it, and eventually I will embrace uh, shutting the toilet seat lid regularly. But I just wanted to call you out for making me use the bidet. Hello, Tushy, if you are looking for... Hello, Tushy. Hello, Tushy, if you're looking for shows to sponsor. We're here. We're ready. <laughs> we might 
not have any more episodes, but <laughs> if you want to sponsor us by giving us some money. If you want to send money, us money and we'll tell people that come to our house about your product. That's right. Oh, we won't just tell them. <laughs> we'll say sit right down and experience it for yourself. Oh, man. That's and if good. you crank that baby up, I tell you what. Ooh. Uh, it, it it's a cleansing process. We'll say that. <laughs> okay, we're getting back to explicit content, not the explicit content that anybody <laughs> wants. <to hear. laughs> All right. On that note, I don't have any more questions for you, Justin. Do you have anything left to say on episode one hundred? Yeah. Of the show. So aside from uh, saying peace out, like we all know, we will. What would be the parting words that you would like to leave your listeners with if, in fact, mm. this is What's my nice main message? Episode? Yeah. What do I want people to walk away with today? Mm. I think... And forever. If there's one thing that remains true from nearly every episode of the show, it's that you have to keep learning and you can't just be okay with living in a little bubble of ignorance or you know like ignorance is bliss on one hand yeah they're like we've all been there where it's like don't tell me I don't want to know don't tell me about it you know but it's like the more we know the better we can do and I feel like that's just been so true with every topic is like that's one thing that almost every guest has said is like learn more, educate yourself, you know, and I think it's true. We're just, we're never done learning. The minute we get to the point of thinking we know it all or we've arrived or this is how it is and nobody can tell me differently, that's a very dangerous spot to be in. And so I think if we can all commit to keep learning, whether that's about personality tests or fashion, the fashion industry or water or vaccines or whatever it is like mental health like there you could say that with any topic that we just all need to keep learning and trying to do better and we're never going to be perfect but if we can all keep putting in the effort to learn and try to do a little better we're gonna have such a big difference like if if we all just try it just a little bit like we can together make a huge impact on this world I think something I've learned too is that it's never going to be perfect. Like this world is never going to be perfect because we're not in heaven. But uh, I think together we can make it just a little bit more heaven-like if we try. So, Amen. Amen. Well, there you have it, folks. And I get to spend the rest of my days, Lord willing, uh, living and learning alongside of this awesome human being. And uh, hopefully not only making our audience those that we get to influence outside of this home but also raising up these precious little boys and um, hopefully instilling them that same desire to fight for good that their mama bear has don't cry again i'm not i'm not don't do it (laughs) all right i do have snot running down my nose from earlier cute all right well justin thank you so much for coming on the show your time not just today, but uh, all those hours that you helped with our kids or whatever it was so that I could do this podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for the acknowledgement of my sacrifice, but yeah. it fails in comparison to you. So thank you as a representative of the listeners. And, um, it's just a special journey.
journey that we hope to next year. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in to my 100th episode. This has been real, all of it, all 100 episodes. And uh, I really, really appreciate you tuning in. And maybe I'll see you later. Yeah, maybe we'll catch you later. Peace out. Peace out. I can't sleep at night.